I'm Eric. <laughs> and I'm Lauren. And uh, you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. Uh, how self-obsessed. <laughs> the right amount of confusing okay good um i, I sorry i w- i like had a tickle in my throat during the intro oh I don't know yeah if i was like weird. yeah my, me too it's weird that we both had the tickles no you sounded exactly how you always sound. oh yeah. really Whoa. yeah you sounded like precisely you know, how you sound because in my head it sounded a little different but like sometimes it can be like an illusion maybe you had a tickle in your ears you know what they always say voices are illusions <laughs> they do always say that mm-hmm. a, a, a tickle a tickle in the ear a tickle in the throat an emotion a day emotion a day mm. okay fair warning to all day. of you we are not going to make sense no, today we, no i fat i literally <sighs> I, <laughs> I'm not making sense now. I walked home a little late because it was a, a big day at work. Big day. And I see a man standing outside my apartment yeah. with his belly exposed. Well, and I'm like, oh, uh-oh. Like, call the police. <laughs> it was Eric. <laughs> we're, uh, we're both just like, in, we're in a place. Yeah, in my defense, I was only doing it to you, not to like strangers. I, I wasn't like standing there I for a while with my that, shirt I cannot confirm that, listeners. I cannot confirm that. But we both need this. So I feel yeah. like, okay. Remember how we are right now? Yep. I guarantee you, by the end, we're going to be hooting and hollering. I think you're really and, right. And instead, my shirt will be off. <laughs> I mean, if you can get it off, because yeah. your shirt connects underneath your Yeah, legs. I did show you my underpants <laughs> the second you got inside. Anyway, let's get going, shall let's we? Let's do it. Let's jump on in. Um. Okay, show notes real quick. Yeah. Oh, BuzzFeed podcaster Kaput. Yeah, what? 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 Can I say my true thoughts on this? Yeah. Do you have true thoughts that you'd mm, like to share? No, I want to hear yours. I am not at all surprised. Why? And I wanted to say this on Twitter, but you can't because I'll get murdered. You'll get in trouble. BuzzFeed podcasts aren't good. They oh, never were. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh. I said it. Oh. I said it. And I'm saying it again. No, listen. BuzzFeed is the best at everything. They are used to being the best at everything. They were not the best at podcasting. Another round was good. It was fine. Like, um, Thirst thirst Aid Kit, uh-huh. I remember I had always want to talk about it on our podcast because I was like, what a genius idea. What a yeah. genius name. Yeah. But I, I would listen for clips and be like, but the content is not there. I know. I would specifically want to talk about it, but I couldn't even when I tried. They ju- And you know what? Maybe they were okay, but like BuzzFeed... Doesn't need to be mediocre in anything. I know. BuzzFeed but can be the best at every. I'm just. I'm not surprised that someone was looking at numbers and was like, "Oh, well, these numbers are terrible. Right. They're, they're the worst numbers we have." Do you think that's it? Is that it was just it was just costing too much and there was no. I like, think they were return? like, "We're not." There's. I don't think it's a coincidence that like, um, like Vox is amping up. You know, there's this new endeavor by Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. They're like, uh, everyone's getting really good at this. Everyone's you know, serious. Like, let's focus on what we're good at, which is video, which is what they're doing. It just feels like, what's the harm? They have all this equipment. Like, what's the harm in just producing a I few? think it's because they want to be the best at everything. Yeah, it's quality. It's they're like, quality. we're focusing on video, honestly. Interesting. That's my hot take. Well, Go ahead and slam me. I was not, I mean, another round was was good, and I felt like it was a kind of like a pioneer. Yeah. A little bit. I, I, I but. I will say I did enjoy some BuzzFeed podcasts, but I take your point. I'm just glad we don't care about quality. We're exactly. we're sticking around. <laughs> yeah, mediocre or not. Who am I to say? No, but we're <laughs> like those were really expensive to make. You know, yeah, like it's totally. like mm. totally. And ours only costs sixty two thousand dollars per year. I know per episode. Or I talk to the intern about it. Yeah, the intern does our finances. Yeah. Oh, I think you, I think it is episode. Actually, can I tell you something funny? Yeah. Um, on the Wait Well website, they put my picture on the website uh-huh. and like everyone like it's a bio for everyone on the team mm-hmm. everyone has this very professional looking picture <laughs> oh i know oh i've seen it <laughs> did you go there oh yes. you saw it okay i'll explain to those who explain have not. to our listeners did you see oh i posted about it your mom posted oh, about mom it and then it prompted me to go check out the website because oh it's like everyone <laughs> looks normal and professional i am wearing a backwards gondolier uh-huh. cap in venice with a wife beater on <laughs> And I'm like, I look mean. I they all call look those nice. Muscle tees now. Oh, sorry. I knew that was gonna. I knew that was gonna get me in trouble. Diversity jar. 
but uh, <laughs> but I look like an asshole teenager. They all look you, so nice. You do then look like a, a, a ruffian. Then Is that a word? It, I look like a ruffian. Yeah. And it said I was the finance director. I know, that was funny. Which, do you trust that person to do your finances? Like, stay away from my money, honey. You, oh my God, that was the funniest thing. And I almost let it go. I was mm. like, I wonder how long this will last. Did, they, did you provide the photo? Where did they get they the photo? They found it on my Instagram. Mm, didn't ask. What? I was like, do you want a different one? They just picked a random photo? I was, well, I told them, I was like, I have pictures on Instagram, but let me know if you want. Like, yeah. I didn't think that they would choose that. Um, you have some really very nice photos on Instagram. Well, the one I use is the one that we took for our f- podcast yeah, photo shoot, which is yeah. professional looking. Oh my gosh. Um, but I don't care. I kind of like it. I think it's fine. Whatever. But, Wait, um, do you want to know what my favorite headshot is of me? What? That picture from Kara's wedding that we took on your iPhone 10 in <gasps> That is my favorite picture of you. Hot stuff. We I almost, have, I should give them that photo of me. The, there are really good pictures of the two of us too from that There's, photo shoot. A, I should ask them to replace it. Yeah. But... I was like, they should. I'm gonna like not tell them and see how long it lasts that I'm the finance director. <laughs> this asshole teenager is a finance director. But then we were showing the site to investors, and I was like, honestly, I think this could damage our reputation yeah. if it's like yeah. this asshole. Yeah, she's this little miscreant. Ask her about our finances. Anyway, <laughs> I have another note. Yeah, tell I wanted me. to add a little seggy. Yeah, kind of in show nuts. Okay. The show nuts seggy. Okay. But I don't know what to call it. Um, hmm. I, I thought for one minute I could set my timer uh, and we could both just, you have a minute to talk. You can talk yeah, slow if you okay. don't have that much. Okay. You can talk fast. You can talk about one episode that you liked. We're not going to play a clip. Okay. Just talk for a minute and you can like go back through your thing and see what you yeah, listened to talk, recently. Talk about like what we've listened to. Talk about our podcast experience in or the past like, week. What if you were like listening to something while you were running? You could talk about the run. Ooh, like whatever. Okay. Just talk for a minute, because but I also like try to squeeze in some others, because I was like, yeah. I want to squeeze in some more podcast names, because yeah. there's a lot goes unnamed, yeah, and it's kind of like the theme of this could be like they're not all worth the seggy, <laughs> you know, it's like they don't all get their own segment, but mm-hmm. we're still listening to it. But mm-hmm. I thought we could call it just the tips that kept on coming up for some reason, <laughs> it, even though it makes no sense. I like it. Hot flash or uh-huh. name drop. I feel like name drop. Oh uh, is- wow! I have to say those are all really strong. Is should we do like a um a voting? A, yeah, a social yeah. media vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those are all really strong. I'll put it up on Facebook. Okay, perfect. Um, thank you. Okay, so what's your just the tip? Hot flash name drop. Okay, I mean I didn't really prepare for this. Oh, I, I have a few notes. Here, wait. Um, I'll time you. You ready? Yeah. Oh, that's a calculator. <laughs> oh my god! Why it's am a I day. bad at this? Um, um where? where okay, go. I got it. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Your minute starts now. Um, I okay. There was a show called Casting Call by Gimlet, and they uh-huh. were asking for people to send in their podcasts, and they uh-huh. were going to choose three to do a con- to pick one to produce professionally. Didn't do you remember win? this? I, I submitted us. We uh-huh. did not win. Darn. But you can go listen to Casting Call right now. It's depressing. They play the they play a bunch of the entries. They're all just like two guys talking about nothing. Oh no! Um, but there's three really good ones that got nominated. Um, one of them is all about beauty pyramid schemes. <gasps> yeah. Anyway, look up casting call. I must move on because I don't have that much time. Um, Doctor Death is over. I don't know if you're listening to it. I don't usually listen to that kind of podcast. You don't? It was really good. Satellite Sisters is amazing. Um, it's a new one I've been listening to. I like it because it's like three Midwest moms, but they're like kind of cool. And it's like, I listen to so many podcasts with like people my age who like live in LA and like, it's all the same. And these are like, it's a more interesting experience. I have a couple seconds left. Um, uh, oh, that's time. 99% Invisible is doing a special series called Articles of Interest, which is all about design cl- and clothing. And it's really good. And I'm really excited. Sorry. That's okay. That was overtime, but I'll allow it. <sighs> okay. And... I'll begin. So I know that it's really basic. It's kind of like Dirty John, but um, I began season three of Serial this week. Oh, Have you started? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, of course. I know, I know it's like based to talk about, but it's based in Cleveland where uh-huh. we are from and it has been so fascinating so far. And the third episode um, just came out today. So that was really exciting. Um, here's what I've been doing at work. So uh, there are just not enough podcasts sometimes and sometimes at work I need it to be really like kind of like mundane. So um, I've been going back to the archives of Savage Love Cast because guess I what? Like that stuff is universal. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't need to hear. I mean his rants at the top are time specific but like it can be from whenever. So I've been listening to a lot of old episodes of Savage Love Cast. 
the other thing I want to say is my week is based on sometimes it's based on like when like a TV show comes out or whatever, but I get super excited on Thursdays for Bitch Sesh because Bitch Sesh comes out on Thursday. And I get super excited on Fridays for Why Won't You Date Me, Nicole Byers podcast. I, I heard those. So I just want to like, yeah, I totally heard them. And the, and, um, oh, I'm over. Shoot. I just, those are my special days. Oh my God. It's tough to do a minute, right? We'll get better, guys. Yeah, we'll get better. But I have an idea for next week. Ready. Can I have a theme yeah. for Ooh, this idea. segment? Good oh my idea. God. I'm making it so confusing that I love it. Okay. Yeah. Make a calendar Monday through Sunday. Yeah. Which podcast is the best that's, you know what I mean? Like make, Mm -hmm. plan out your calendar. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be like, if it's off season, it's fine. But just like in general, plan out your week of podcast listening. Dig it. Okay. Um, Wow. What a fun new segment. Wow. I feel like we just did a lot. Are you ready for, to dig into the, the meat? We are the meat. What's the Arby's? We we have the meats. meats. I don't know. Yeah. Where's the beef? Something. Old Wendy's. Every time I just turn my ears off every time I hear (laughs) Listen, Arby's. <laughs> DJ Wu. DJ Wu is with us, but not operational. But every and time we say Arby's, his ears perk. <laughs> he's over on the couch and just very quietly said, Arby's. Yes. We have the meats. Uh, um, our first segment is Podcast Challenge. Yay! This is the segment where we challenge each other to listen to an episode of a podcast or just a podcast in general because we think the other one might be interested or because we just want them to listen. We don't have to have a strong reason. Thanks for the reminder. It's our segment. <laughs> You're welcome. These are all our segments. <laughs> well, except for the one that that person mandated. Makes us do. Yeah, yeah. They that told person. you not to say that. Sorry, Janine. Sorry, Janine. <laughs> Janine. Janine said, "Don't go to the cops Janine's and don't like, tell them it's my segment." Call it Jingle Jangle. <laughs> okay. And if you don't, <laughs> remember to cut this out. Remember to. Oh edit right, it out. I okay. definitely remember. Moving okay. on. Moving on. What did you challenge me to, to last week? I challenged you to listen to Groomzilla's. And I didn't do it. Oh, okay. Just, Moving just on. Just <laughs> of course you did. Um, long distance friends and recently married comedians, not to each other. We learned. Dan Gill and Eric Dadorian have learned everything there is to know about wedding planning. And now they're ready to share their expertise with a little help from their fellow comedians, who, if I remember correctly, is an amazing cast of fellow comedians that come on the show. The, it, the guest list is spectacular. What did you listen to and what did you think? So true. So first of all, the beginning of the episode I listened to, they just started listing baseball players and whether or not they're married. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> honestly, it was a tough start. But here's the great news. Who, so go ahead. Who's, you're about which, to tell me. Who, which baseball players are married? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Is that yeah. what you want to know? <laughs> I'm fascinated. I know. So I was tempted by guests like Solomon Giorgio and Brandy Posey and Barbara Gray. But I decided to branch out because we talk about those folks a lot. And I just felt like, you know. Did you learn a lesson? Get out of my shell. <laughs> learn a lesson. Like you got out of your shell and you had to listen to baseball talk. It's <laughs> no, worse than once car we talk. got to the guest, it was great. So I listened to the episode with comedian J.C. Coakley. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. Okay, she was very hilarious. So the risk paid off. Oh my God, we won. I know. Um, she went to a destination wedding in Newfoundland. And she said that people in Newfoundland love seals. Get out! Yeah, but she also said they eat them. But, like, that they respect them a lot and that they use every part and stuff like that. But Mm. they just, like, have a big affection for seals in Newfoundland. Isn't that fun? They love them so so much. Yeah. That they want them inside their bodies. Right. Which, like, you know, Hmm. I can get behind that. (laughs) Okay. No, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Hey. To be honest, if you listen, don't expect a ton of wedding talk. Like the premise, I think that we're now that we're like episodes and episodes and episodes in, like the premise is weddings, but it's they like, didn't really talk to about get it. people talking, basically. Yeah, and it's just kind of like comedians talking to each other, like. Okay, but, another one of those. It was. Would you listen to it again? I would totally listen to it again. I think one of those, depending on the guest, but I really did like hosts Dan and Eric and. If you want to hear just like funny conversations between them and their hilarious guests, I would say definitely check it out. Yeah, or maybe after you've listened to every single Savage Love cast ever, you're like, <laughs> I need something new. The archival ranks. Yeah. So okay. True. Well, thanks for giving it a try. Now, what do you have for me? I am challenging. Okay, this is a little weird and kind of a departure for us. <laughs> Monty, the intern cat, is sitting and like staring very sternly at you. Yeah. He looks angry. Anyway. What's going on, bud? He's like, why aren't you hurting me, you dummy? Okay, keep oh, on going. now he's happy. Uh, okay, I've been thinking a lot lately about like money and money management. 
Me too. Are you asleep? Are you? Are I you feel serious? like we're on the boat. We're we, we're on the boat. We really together. are on the boat. We're on the a we're boat. on the same page. We're on the on boat. The same boat. Yeah. I have two. This Why is interesting. Because you? you're you're planning. You're like you're paying attention to your finances. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking of buying a boat. Thinking of buying a boat. Oh, yeah. Okay. Two boats actually. Oh it's God. very expensive to buy two boats at the same time. Oh my God, I know. In cash. Well, you have to buy two. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Run around how in are you one gonna, boat like, jump like an idiot? From one, like, you can't jump on someone else's boat when you right. go boat jumping. Right, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> okay. We should have talked though because like, we could have shared boats. Whatever, we'll talk later. But anyway. No, I think we both need two. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like we're at the point in our lives where we do have to get like kind of serious about savings and retirement investments and like all those like garbage yeah. topics um so i want you to do all the work and then tell me what to do okay i'm i i am on the same boat as you so i'm okay. excited about this okay. bring it on and i'm sure it's something i've never listened to before i think it's not but i think it's really good and reputable and i think you're gonna like it okay Can i'm I challenging guess? yeah is guess. it gabby duns it's not okay then never mind i could go on for i am challenging you to listen to the wall street journals podcast secrets of wealthy women oh have you heard of it no Okay. Because I, when I see anything about Wall Street Journal or anything, I run it's away. Like, it's like I'm not smart enough to listen to that. Right. Yeah. So. Oh my god. I, it sounds like it could be really dry and potentially pandering the women part because it's like, wouldn't all tips be? But anyway, oh. I think it has real potential. So I'm excited. Host Veronica Dagger Daher is a Wall Street Journal columnist whose focus is like wealth management, financial advisors, personal finance, and philanthropy, and she interviews successful women including like executives, entrepreneurs, um, and experts on how to reach your goals and achieve like personal and professional success. I'm really excited about this. Um, this will get you even more excited because some guests have included (gasps) Susie Orman, Moira Forbes, and Ooh. Gloria Steinem. What? I know. That's what I'm going to listen to. I, I figured. I figured. Well, I must say, because I'm in a new job, and, you know, it's hard when you have a new job. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to a lot of, like, motivational stuff and, like, trying to expand my mind in those areas. Yeah. And also, I'm now working for one of the th- properties we have is about startups and scaling, and I've just been studying the stock market and finance and Silicon Valley and, like, mm. all these things that when I was in Bookland, I never would have touched. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this yes oh, I'm, so, I'm so glad i have on my like to-do list of the day ask dj jaywoo about <laughs> blockchain <laughs> like somebody explain it to me like so th- that's where my brain's at Ugh. so anyway in, in other words i'm excited about this like smarty pants well just please listen and then get us both rich okay okay all right and if you all want to be boats, rich boats boats here we come <laughs> Money, how many boats are you getting? Oh, wait, he doesn't make any money. Okay. Oh, I know. Awkward. He, awkward. I know he acts like he does. Like, he acts like he has money. He really does. Yeah. Okay, I think we have to get going on to our sponsor, or they're going to be pissed. Speaking of money. Yeah. Um, and now a word from our sponsor, Tomboy X. You know how sometimes it's late at night and you can't sleep, so you're watching Million Dollar Underwater Treehouse Mansions on Netflix or something, and absentmindedly eating skinny pop popcorn and your mind wanders and you're suddenly wondering where your ex-boyfriend Tom is and so you go search for him on Instagram but he's not showing up so maybe he blocked you or maybe he deleted his Instagram so you're left sitting in the dark covered in popcorn dust wondering where is he and also where did everything go wrong well now you no longer have to wonder introducing Tomboy X the private eye app that cracks the code on what your ex is up to if you've dated a Tom Dick or Harry who seems to have disappeared off the web Tomboy X will track them down and give you a detailed report on their current home address relationship status and any changes in their weight since you've dated and if you upgrade to tomboy x plus they'll even break into his house and do that thing where you shave a little part of his hair while he's sleeping (laughs) use discount code podcast podcast at checkout to receive a glossy 8 by 10 of your ex's current girlfriend mid sneeze how unflattering. <laughs> Download Tomboy X today to track down your ex because he's probably doing worse than you think. <gasps> Glorious. 
Thanks, Tomboy X. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually dated a Tom, so I feel like this applies to me. This is really perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, just make oh sure. Oh, my God. I'm going to look him up right now and see if he got that. <laughs> make sure to use that <laughs> discount code because, like, I know from for my last breakup, it was really helpful to have a photo of my ex's current girlfriend mid-sneeze. That's the best part. No one looks good that way, That's you know? That's the best part. We got to clip one. Yeah, I guess. Okay, Whatever. fine. Gosh. <laughs> can, we, uh, can we wrap this up real fast? <laughs> Tell me about clip one. I'll tell you about it. This clip comes to us from a brand new podcast from The Economist and Slate called The Secret History of the Future, which examines the history of tech to uncover stories that help us illuminate the present and predict the future. Just really casual. The history of the future? That sounds crazy. (laughs) What is this? Some sort of smart podcast where we do brain learnings? Uh Uh-oh. Not anymore. Um, No, I know it sounds a little dry, but I am so into Uh it. So... The idea is to make connections between early technology, stuff most of us have never heard of, and the technology that we use today. And it's crazy how much things are similar and how much they inform each other. Um, where am I? What is happening? Okay. Because history repeats itself and we can learn from our mistakes and, you know, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, in the very first episode, which is called The Box That AI Lives In, host to hosts Tom Standage, who's from The Economist, and Seth Stevenson, who's from Slate, Dive into the history of an 18th century century device called the Mechanical Turk. Had you heard of this? No. Same. But I thought you might because you're a smart person and I'm a dumb person. (laughs) Um, This device was a robot that could play chess as well as the best chess players of the day. Think about that. Like in the 18th century, the 1700s, in case you don't know what the 18th century is. Thanks for clearing that up. a device, there was no computers, and it could play chess. It could, like, make moves. Okay, crazy. Or could it? Well, well, well. Um, it was totally revolutionary artificial intelligence, except that it wasn't true. <laughs> like you like so you alluded excited. to. I'm sorry, I hope I didn't spoil that. No, I mean, that was the very next thing I was going to say. Um, it was sort of a magic trick. There was just a, like, contorted person inside the device. I love so much about this. But it blew, people, it blew people's minds. It was amazing. Um, so in this clip, Tom and Seth are talking to Luis von Ahn, who is the creator of CAPTCHA, which, you know, it's that online security measure that we've all used a million times to prove that we're not a robot. Um, Luis did the math and started feeling badly about the cumulative time people spent entering in CAPTCHAs which he, he found was over 500,000 hours a day. Isn't that so like thoughtful and lovely that he was like, I feel bad that people have all have to do like Q, R, X, T, Y, Z, Z, Z. Truly. So he tried to figure out a, ba- a way to better utilize that time. Here's the clip. Uh, at the time, there were a lot of projects trying to digitize all the world's books. But for many of the books, uh, the computer could not recognize the words because either the pages were, were too yellow or, or the scan was not very good. But humans could always recognize these. So what we started doing is we started taking these words that the computer could not recognize and giving them to people as CAPTCHAs on the Internet. Did people realize when they were solving CAPTCHAs that they were also accomplishing something else? Um, We didn't try to hide it. I mean, there was, you know, uh, I I gave a TED talk that was watched by, you know, millions of people and, you know, how this is helping to digitize books. But my guess is that if you ask people, probably 90 percent of them had no idea what was going on. They just thought "Uh, this security thing, I don't even know why I have to type it. I'm just typing it. So all those times that we were aimlessly typing in words to prove we were human, there was a purpose after all. Without realizing it, we were the people inside the machine, giving it human intelligence, just like the operator inside the Mechanical Turk. Yes, and it's not just decoding old books. These days, if you see a capture, you're just as likely to be shown a street scene and asked to label which parts of it are road signs and which parts are vehicles and so on. And this is to create training data that's used to help self-driving cars understand the world better. But that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? So there's all sorts of other useful information that we're sharing with these big tech companies all the time. It's absolutely nonstop. Whenever you Google something or tag a photo on Instagram or post something on Facebook or ask your smart speaker, who I won't mention by name, a question, or if you're just walking around with your smartphone, pretty much anything you do online, you're not just giving big companies more data that they can use to target ads. People know about that. What you're really doing is giving them data that can be used to train AIs and improve those services and make them seem smarter. So we've all become the people working inside the machine. The internet is a giant mechanical Turk. 
This Did you say mechanical turd. Mechanical Turk. Oh. Remember that was the name of the chess oh, playing yeah. machine. <laughs> oh yeah. Because the uh, at the time they thought that chess had originated in Turkey, but we now know that it actually originated probably in India, but it moved to Europe from Turkey. Anyway, listen to the whole thing. Listen to the whole thing. Um, I love this so much. I wrote in my show notes, this is so brilliant and makes me want to squeeze an orange into pulp. I get so happy <laughs> reading that, picturing that. But like, was I, I loopy when I, I wrote this? Yes. I don't know. Yes, <clears throat> I wrote it in the daytime. I swear I was not under the influence. Um, what do you think? Are you okay with CAPTCHA using you to like digitize book and train AI? I love it. Right? Yeah. I might as well. I didn't even know you were doing it to me. It's efficient and it's so smart and it's like solving 10 problems. It really is solving this digital security issue also, but then yeah and i feel like a more accomplished person like i'm adding it to like every day my get-to-do calendar yeah like, check that off yep. did it without even trying it's now on my resume under special skills that i yeah, train artificial oh, intelligence <gasps> i am so putting that in my linkedin right? profile wait do it and then we'll when people ask about you you'll sound so smart i am like, no i am i'm not like, i did not listen to the secret history of the future i just am that smart i feel like you're joking and i'm not joking no i'm okay. not either okay. i'm not joking one bit a career tip numero uno. <gasps> yeah. Should we write a career, a career tip book? Yes. <laughs> called Get Getting the Job and Getting It Done. Yeah. There there we go. Get going. I can tell you thought about that for Zero seconds. seconds. Oh, not even more. Okay. Can we call it squeezing oranges into pulp? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. I liked how he casually dropped. He's like, when I gave a TED talk for 20 billion people. <laughs> that was my favorite part. No, I love this kind of... Do say. I'm like... Do bursting Burst. i love the idea about the the um the box what was it called the turk the mechanical the turk. mechanical turk because it's like okay walt disney has this quote like if you can dream it you can do it yeah and it's this whole idea that like everything we can dream can be done and we might yeah. not have the technology but that's what they were doing they were dreaming something that couldn't be done yet yes and it's like every and now we're getting so advanced like everything we dream we can do right Yes, and also it reminds me of, oh, there was this like, book I read on quantum physics when I was in college, and it would say that, like, this seems like bullshit to me, but I think there must be truth in it, that um, the Native Americans in America, when Christopher Columbus's ships were coming in, they couldn't see the ships because they'd never, they literally couldn't see them. They could only see the water and stuff because they'd never seen a ship before, so they couldn't see, it was invisible because they their brains couldn't. Right, couldn't and even process I don't know it. if I totally believe that, but I do believe that there's something where if you haven't seen it, you can't begin to imagine what right. it is. So this idea of like, what if there was a boat in my, uh, right. two boats and people boat jumping in my apartment? I wouldn't know because people I didn't, like, there's just so much we don't know right. and we have to dream really big and, and make it happen because it will happen. Ooh, well, I got so excited about this. And that's brilliant. And to that idea, um, they talk about that, like, even though the Mechanical Turk was a fraud, it still inspired this dude named John Kay to create a weaving machine, which then paved the way for, like, modern textile manufacturing because he figured if someone could make a chess-playing robot, I can get it together with this, like, weaving machine. It, it's so true that it's, like, just dream up the craziest thing. And it doesn't matter if, if you were fooled. Yeah. Because, because the... The, the dream was real. Yeah. Jeff, um, Jeff imagination. Right. Oh, right. the power of imagination. It's so science and dry, but then it's also so like creative and expansive and, and like yes. childlike wonderment, you know, um, Jeff Bezos who created Amazon is a big Star Trek fan. And on, on the ship in Star Trek, they just like talk to the ship's computer and then it does things. And he really says that's what inspired him to create, I'm not going to say it because you have one, A-L-E-X-A. We know. Yeah. That's amazing. It's it's crazy. And they also talk on this episode. I just want to recount this entire episode because I don't trust that all of you will listen to it. But <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> but they talk about how, you know, we take so much for granted. It, we really are living in this dream world where if you thought we'd have this device in our pockets that we could just speak to and it could tell us the capital of Uruguay and like what their main exports are in a flash second. Like we would never believe that or would be able to like intuit things and know our fit, like it could unlock by seeing our own face. Like all of this stuff is nuts. But once you see it for the first time, you're amazed. And then the second time you're like, Oh yeah, that's the, that technology. You, that you is need real. the third step is you need to think about what's next. Yeah, totally. So exciting. Um, it, it really is kind of incredible. So, in talking about the idea of like, is this ethical? Like, are we okay with this? Um, host, host Seth Stevenson said he feels like 
we get these incredible free services on the internet. And so if the idea is that in return we'd give the these, you know, hosts and whatever our data, then that's a price he's willing to pay. Absolutely. Does it squick you out the idea that all this data is being captured online? Not at all. No. Do you? No. No, because I know how it's being used. Well, I guess that's the scary thing is sometimes we don't know how it's being used, but I'm never alarmed enough about these sort well, of things. That's true. We've talked about that. We're both I'm we're both cool that way. With it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do whatever. Yeah. Um I know we say this every time, but really, really, really listen to this entire episode. There is so much more that I wanted to talk about, but you should just listen to yourself. Um, Don't spoil it, the whole uh, thing. Spoiler alert. So the podcast is called The Secret History of the Future, and this episode is the box that AI lives in. Check, check, check it out. Clip number two? Yeah, tell me yeah, about it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, this is from Ologies. I've wanted to talk about Ologies for a really long time. We've never talked about it, but I mm-hmm. believe you're a listener. Um, yes. It's Allie Ward's science podcast. It's a pocket full of science knowledge and some insane stories about what fuels their these professional ologists' obsessions. So it's all sorts of ologists. I feel like we even featured a clip from this one before. I don't Maybe not. Maybe so. I just thought. Maybe I just wanted to do it and never did. I've always wanted to. Yeah. Um... Science is fun, and Allie proves it. She <laughs> is a fun person too. She's always loved bugs. I mean, this was she was like my first podcast crush on Allie and George's uh-huh. slumber party podcast. She always talked about bugs. Um, this episode with uh, it's called Kellology, which is beauty standards with mm-hmm. Renee Englen, and um, it addresses our love hate relationship with makeup. And I mean, that's what the website says. I didn't know until I listened to this that I might have a hate relationship with makeup. I always assumed <laughs> I, I mean, I do love makeup, yeah. but I, it made me realize how complicated it was. Do you have thoughts about makeup? Uh, I mean, what a weird question to ask you, but like right. when you see someone wearing a lot of makeup or like, do you, do you think? I love it when people are creative with makeup. I yeah. feel like it should just be a, a totally personal choice. Like I think, right. I think I can't have a feeling on someone else wearing right. makeup. But you wouldn't judge someone wearing No, makeup. never. Um, but Allie admits she loves makeup, but sees that it's problematic, and she's talking to this ologist about it. Um, so the question I had was like, I think I love makeup and fashion, but is it because I really genuinely do, or because I have been programmed to by society? What is choice, and what do we think is choice? Mm. I think as humans in general, we're not good at acknowledging when we're not so free, and Americans in particular suck at this. Right. right. Everything we do, we want to be like, because I chose it. Yeah. Well, how do you know how much makeup you would be wearing if you grew up in a culture where women weren't treated this way? Mm-hmm. You don't know what that would feel like. You don't know what kind of choices you might make in a different world. And so maybe it's comforting to think that it's entirely free, that you're doing it for you. That's not what doing it for me means. Doing it for me means it makes me feel more confident when I go out in the world. But then we need to take that second step and say, well, why is it making you feel more confident? What is the world doing to you that that's where we get our confidence? I was super defensive about this mm. the first time I heard it because I was like, I love my clothes and my eyelashes and my nails, but I truly love them. I have so much fun with them, but I don't, I don't think you can deny that would I, if I just lived in a, you know, different world. Would I, if right. because be- beauty is valued it like how much of it is, I don't know. There's no way to prove it. And it doesn't right. mean I don't love it and I don't have fun with it. But like, I, I don't know. I just had never thought about it before. I, okay. I spend money and time, uh, my nails, and my eyelashes. I'm more frugal on makeup. I'm, I spend almost nothing on my hair. I go to the gym in the morning. It takes me forever to get ready there. Um, the average woman spends 55 minutes a day and $3,000 a year on beauty. I was just complaining because DJ J. Wu was mentioning it takes him 10 minutes to get ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. It takes me like 20 minutes to blow dry my hair. Mm-hmm. So how much money am I spending? Um, and like if I could have all the, – the question that killed me, she said, if you could have all that time back, what would you have done? And I was like, ugh. But like you – Right. But that doesn't – it doesn't really equate like that because – it's fun for me, right. you know? And I do, I do want to make the clarification. I think you're totally right. And they're totally right in that. Like if we examine it, if we lived in a society that did not say that beauty is important, 
probably no one would really care. We would all just be wearing like the most comfortable functional clothes and whatever, whatever. Our hair would be grown out. It, it doesn't matter. And we would have more time yeah, and but, money. But I will say your fashion and makeup and nails are really an expression of you. And I'm talking about you in particular, not the royal you. Like, I feel like a lot of people... Um, use it to conform a bit to look like how they feel they're supposed to look but I think that you use it in a really creative way that really is an expression of who you are and I think that's really great well thank you I mean it's good to hear you say that but because that's what I've always thought but yeah I don't know how much of that is right I don't know right but I was thinking like I am definitely not you know I hear a lot of people say like how toxic it can be and I I'm not someone that would I don't wear makeup on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I'm never like, oh, don't look at me. I don't have makeup on. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I, I don't wear foundation. I'm not yeah. covering things up. I wear glitter, basically. Like, <laughs> I do think it's just because I'm having fun. I'm never, because I hear women say, oh, don't look at me or whatever. Like, I don't, I'm not worried about my wrinkles. Like, yeah. I, I do think it's like a healthy, just fun thing. Yeah. But I don't really know for sure. Yeah. It almost reminded me of my love for Disney princesses. People say that little girls that love Disney princesses, that's problematic. Mm. I love Disney princesses when I was little, but I think it was a healthy amount that mm. I knew it wasn't real. So I could be trusted to enjoy them. Do right. you know, is, are you, is this making sense? Totally. I mean, it's the idea that the problem isn't with... mascara right the problem is is the expectation and the pressure and the way that people might be using it and feeling you know yeah if you have like like issues then maybe you don't go there you know well and not even like within that individual but also if it's a problem that society that we all push these standards of beauty so hard maybe we can all ease off once we do that if everyone is like still wanting to use if people are still wanting to use mascara like 100 percent great good on you you know well i th- i think people do about social media too they're like social media is toxic and like looking at it makes us jealous of other people and we have fear of missing out right i'm on social media literally all day for my job right. and personally i never feel fomo I never get jealous, right. not once right. ever, because it's about how you and so it. I guess if it was people are like I'm off social media. It's like okay, if you need to yeah. be, then do it. So sorry, I'm on a tangent, but like if you if makeup is like making you insane, and you're like I'm I'm blowing all my money, and I why am I like if you feel like a slave to makeup, then maybe stop. But like I feel like you can definitely have fun with it. Um, but I do feel like gay men and straight men have similar things to worry about. Can mm. you tell me what they are? Like, is there something that you kind of like you're a slave to like objectification about or something that make other people happy that you do? Yeah. Well, I do think that um, like like body image is a big thing, certainly for women. Um, but in the gay community, I would say that that's a, a big one. Not, I think it's getting worse. Too. I keep on hearing people say that. It Maybe. I do think that I do think that there has become this ideal um there is some Mateo pushback. Mattel body. Mattel body. Yeah. Completely. But just like super thin, super ripped. And I know that I've said before, like I do, I really, really do think that if I was straight, I would be a lot heavier because I do feel pressure. Like I have gay friends and gay coworkers who are all just like really fit and blah, blah, blah. You also work I feel in entertainment. Pressure. Like that's true too. You're surrounded by. And I think living in a big city too, like people hear um, value appearance mm-hmm. and fitness and mm-hmm. all that and not not specifically her of course but it does feel like you know there are yeah. a lot of really fit people here yeah and I feel that pressure a lot now granted I don't do anything with that <laughs> it's not like I'm like out here rocking a good body but I do think I would be no you are I think I would be heavier I, if I didn't have that pressure <laughs> which would be saw good you, I saw your stomach today that's true yeah um they at one point well, she says <clears throat> straight guys might have it easiest of all. I wish DJ J was here to comment on having. I so, <laughs> Mister takes me ten minutes to get ready in the morning. Here's what I will say: I think there's pressure on straight men to um, not have emotions, right? To take everything in stride. Yeah, no, we all have our, our battles. Yeah. But also, DJ J takes I feel like very good care of himself more than most like your average dude totally. bro who rolls out of bed like. DJJ would takes good care of him, like spends a lot of time. He does totally. So, and Mateo Lane wishes he was as strong as DJJ would. I saw Mateo Lane at Equinox Gym. Did you? What? Did you really? Yes, I did. We just watched his um, stand-up special on Netflix. I know. What did you think? 
It, I thought it was good, but when I saw him live, it was way better. I agree. It was way better. But I also think it was that audience. That audience was like dead on arrival. For and Mateo the other Lane. ones were bad. Sorry. This is I didn't another watch the other, I didn't watch the other one. Don't. The, but the idea that we're not choosing something, but we think we are, scares the shit out of me. I know. But um, I guess that question is like, what would you do if you had all that time and money back? Right. I mean, but I wouldn't be as happy. I'm enjoying it. I'm a little like DJ Woo in that I, it takes me ten minutes to get ready. But what I mean, in a real That's sense, what still do you th- more than an hour a week. <laughs> it's true. Um, what do you think you would do? Oh my god, I write. I don't know. I'm making to make this stuff up. You know, it's not even real. But um, anyway, should we move on? Yeah, that was a good one. Um, you all should go listen to Ologies. This one was Coology with Renee Anglin. Angon. It's a tricky last name. Yeah, it's a little tricky. I didn't want to bring it up again. (laughs) Too late, I did. All right, let's jump into our segments, because I have a new one. Yay! I love a new segment. Segment is called... It's... The, the title is like you you may not understand what it's what it's about. The title is a little you nuanced. You have to explain. But it's called gay stuff. DJ, <laughs> <laughs> we will have to record you saying that. Uh, I'll just do one more take in case he needs to keep it. Gay stuff. Oh my god, it was got even better. I thought time. so. I thought so too. Thanks. Uh, DJ, we will take uh, take number two. Take number two. Great. So let me just list a few of my favorite things in the entire world. Maybe he could do take one and then two together. Like gay stuff, gay stuff. Oh, oh or like overlap. Okay, I anyway, like keep that. it going. All right, so my some of my favorite things listed are one, scary movies. Two, Tony Collette. Oh my God. <laughs> hereditary. <laughs> her running around in those boots. Remind me to show you a, a meme about Hereditary. Oh my God. Uh, three, stand up comedy. I love this list. Four, John mother clucking early this was a wonderful list wonderful list and here's how it all applies to gay stuff um the first ever inaugural gay stuff (laughs) clip (laughs) comes from put your hands together the stand-up comedy podcast that we all know and love hosted by cameron esposito and Rhea butcher uh this episode is an oldie but a goodie so it's recorded live at the UCB in LA, if you don't know. But this clip features one of my favorite people alive, John Early, who you may or may not know. If you don't know, you should probably reevaluate your life. But if you do know, you know that he's from Search Party or Characters on Netflix or Wet Hot American Summer or from this podcast because we literally talk about him every episode and I like him a lot. Have you seen his Characters episode? Mm-hmm. Oof, 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 oof. Uh, the clip needs no introduction other than here's some gay stuff. I, like many before me, am prone to the classically gay trait of female idol worship, or what I like to call, are you my mother? Um, <laughs> for instance, the hardest I've ever cried is when Tony Collette lost the Oscar to Angelina Jolie in 1999-2000. Uh, you guys might remember Angelina Jolie won for Girl Interrupted, which is not a performance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Deadpan is not a choice. That's not acting. Um, is that Aubrey Plaza in a wheelchair? No, it's Angelina Jolie snoozing her way to an Oscar. Um, meanwhile, Tony Collette is in the car, you know, in the sixth sense with Haley Joel Osment. She's got the wig. She's got the acrylics. Like, that's acting to me. That's, that's truly acting. Like, she said, I don't know if you guys remember, but Haley Joel Osment, he's like, Mom, Grandma, talk to me. She said, you came to her funeral and you asked her a question. And the answer is every day. What did you ask her? And Tony Collette's like. (laughs) I asked her. Do I make her proud? <laughs> thank you so much. Wow, thank you. Well, that was hilarious. I mean... I was peeing, and I have to listen to it later. How, but <laughs> That impression is so... Wasn't it? It's unbelievable. I heard the word Tony Collette well, mid-urination, <laughs> and I'm really excited. Yeah, you're going to I kind of like that it. I don't know what's going on here. Well, I can't wait it's about the sixth sense since you missed it. Oh, my God. Do, Lauren, it's so good. Okay, I can't wait. I'm saving it it's for It's so good. Um, do you remember the first time you saw The Sixth Sense? Yes. 
with <sighs> Miss Patty Jenkins. Our f- we ran around saying we see dead people. Because he said it so weird. Remember that part of the movie? I see. Yeah. People. And he was like holding the box like very distinctly. I oh. Anyway, that was a brilliant movie. Such know. a good movie. Do you remember the first time you saw it? Yeah. I saw it in the theaters and I remember thinking, um, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I love scary movies and I love to be scared, but I was sitting there being like, why am I doing this to myself? Oh I was God. too scared. It was too scary. It, a little too. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie so much. I know. And Tony Collette. Oh my, oh my Lord. Everything. Yes. Um, also, I know you said you watched it, but I just want to plug John Early on the characters. It's. I also like had to pee really bad, so I didn't. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you notice that? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't notice. I was like, yeah, I saw it. You're Move like, on. Anyway, bye. Play the clip. Yeah. No. Genius. It's genius. So it's a sketch show on Netflix that features um, like one sketch comedy actor per episode portraying multiple characters of their own creation. And John Early's episode is honestly just like high art and should be required viewing. I recommend doing a quick like. Netflix, YouTube, <laughs> uh, Apple Podcasts, uh-huh. pa- uh, search for John Early and just yeah. like doing Devouring it. Devouring everything. Have a day. Give everything. Your, take the day off of work. It's National John Early Day tomorrow. You're welcome, your America. Homework. Yeah. All right. So check out this Put Your Hands Together. The episode was with Guy Branham, John Early, Blake Wexler, Alex Hooper, Nate Craig. It'll be worth it. I, I can't wait. I love that I haven't listened to it. Yet. I know. And I got to pee. <laughs> oh my God. We all are winners. Um, What's your next segment? Well, it's, I I gave you a few options. Yeah, you I did. had a few options. Yeah, you did. Um, one of them was a little raunchy, so yeah. I wasn't sure if I should expose our listeners to it. And I said, go for it. Don't censor yourself, right. Lauren. Um, uh, but we will give like a little disclaimer. Little disclaimer. If you have gentle ears or if there's <laughs> children in the car. Yes. It's about to get sexual and slightly and, offensive and biblical. Yeah, yeah. But it's also in the theme of gayness, yes. I guess. Okay, yeah. so this is from Las Culturistas. Um, the episode is called "Sodomy Wins" with <laughs> Scott Thompson. Scott Thompson is a Canadian actor. He was in Kids in the Hall. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, but yeah, sure. Um, You've never seen Kids in the Hall? No. <gasps> was it on Bravo? No, it was on Comedy Central way back in the day, like in I've, the 1900s. I've heard enough about it, okay. but. Um, but he has an interesting theory about the Garden of Eden. And I, my theory is that sodomy is the original sin. This is my, this is my, this is my TED talk. Here you go, please, please. It's the, it's the, the reason the male homosexual is the most, I think, benighted, and I said benighted. Benighted. Creature on, blighted, benighted, lowest creature on the planet is because of sodomy. And it's the ultimate sin. My belief, in terms of the Bible, in terms of the original sin, if you go back to Adam and Eve, this is my theory about the apple. The apple is the anus that when Adam and Eve, I'm not saying this is a real thing, but in terms of these cultural myths and archetypes, yes. here's my theory. Come on. <laughs> that think about the Garden of Eden back then. They didn't have apples like today. They'd be little crab apples, yeah. little crab apples. <laughs> yeah, and tiny. an anus looks a little bit like a crab. A little bit, apple. a little before bit. It's, before it's been trained. Sure, yeah. sure. And I think that one day, and they didn't know what to do. God was like, I got these, these two. I got them in this little zoo. I'm going to enjoy watching them. them. They're never going to have kids. Uh-huh, so I can yeah, watch. Uh-huh. And then one day, Eve's bending over the water to like, I don't pick up a, a flower to put in her hair. And yes. somehow her cheeks come apart and he sees that little anus there and he's like, Mom! And his penis goes up, his snake. Yes. And the snake wants that apple. Uh. And they he fucks her and she's like, What the fuck? He fucks and they discover a way to have sex without having children. Yeah. And that makes God furious. furious because now he can't control them. Because now they have a way to have sex, to give each other pleasure, pleasure. without procreation. And that's the original sin. So the snake is the cock, the apple is the anus. And so sodomy is in our subconscious as the ultimate original sin that God has kicked out of the Garden of Eden. So naturally the homosexual is the devil. Yes. It's the snake. <laughs> that was that segment that segment was called Bible Lessons. <laughs> I'm excited to see what other clips qualify for this segment. Get ready. <laughs> um okay. Are we ready to move on to segment segment? Segment segment. This is the segment where we talk about 
non-podcast related things that are going on in our lives. Because we have other interests. Loved. Yeah. Yeah. You We're don't know really us. dynamic people and we have a varied amount of things that we like to do. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's yours? What's your segment segment this week? I would like to give a shout out to an Instagram account. Okay. Um, The Miss Genius. The T-H-E-M-I-S-C genius okay okay it's actually it's a comic okay but it's a comic that i know and his name is dane johnson uh-huh it's my friend dane and he's really talented oh my goodness i'm following right now and he does tons of them they're so funny i feel like every time i see one i'm like okay that's it dane cannot think of another funny one like this he's already done all the funny things like there's no more and then he, he just turns them out. They're so, so funny. And I'm just so proud of him. Like he's gotten, it's a huge account. It, I, yeah, it has 10.5 thousand followers. Yeah. That's so I crazy. recommend that you go check it out. It will make your day better seeing oh the images. And, <clears throat> and I love Dane. Can I describe one? Yes. So it's a two frame comic. Pretty simple. And it's this witch with lots of warts on her face looking at a book of curses. <laughs> and then the second frame is we get a look inside the book. And it's just <laughs> a bunch of curse words written out. <laughs> Boner. So it's like dong, <laughs> biatch, <laughs> farts. <laughs> that is so, so funny. funny. And I know that Dane listens to the show. So hi, Dane. Dane, I, I, I'm discovering your comics for the first time. And I'm a huge fan. And I just subscribed. Yay! I mean, followed. What's happening? I we don't know. Okay. Love Dane. Love you, Dane. Uh, my segment segment is um, I love you, America, with Sarah Silverman. Go on. Have you seen it? No. So it's um, a show on Hulu, and it's just like a half hour, like it's sort of a late night like talk show variety series um, where she she just kind of talks about America and a big thing of hers is a little bit like getting to know and understand folks with different perspectives and points of view. So like she'll go, uh, she had a segment where she went and talked to these folks who were extreme anti-abortion and, um, like put on these rallies and had like death ins or whatever where they were they would just like do these like crazy protests she just like talked to them and like heard their perspective and like kind of shared hers and she it started last year so it's now in its second season oh and gosh. she would just talk to like trump voters and talk to their families and say you know what specifically do you like and blah 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 and and then she would have folks on who like were formerly of the westboro baptist church but got out and now they you know whatever whatever people who were formerly in the Ku Klux Klan and got out and now talk about, you know, what their experience was. So it's just like a really interesting look at like the country and what people are thinking. And, you know, it's, it's amazing, but it's also of course through the hilarious lens of Sarah Silverman. So it's all very funny, very entertaining, but it's just really compassionate. It's a good I show. love that she called it. I love America or I love you. America. I love you America. Even yeah. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like her love letter to, and it's also kind of like preemptive. Like she, yeah. whatever happens, Whatever ends up coming out of the show, yeah. it's for love of America, yeah. which I feel like when you love something, you're allowed to even critique it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, so that's why, oh, I, I'm, I haven't even seen it, but I'm very excited. Yeah, it's fantastic. It. I can't believe, I, I feel like it is so up your alley. I think oh you're going to, I really think I'm you're going to love it. I'm in for such a treat. And you love Sarah Silverman, I right? love her. Yeah, it's really great. It's a really great show. Thank you. And now you have a whole season to catch up Thank on. Thank you. Before you start the second. Now I have to wait five years like I did for a crazy, <laughs> for crazy ex-girlfriend. ex-girlfriend. <laughs> see you in five years. <laughs> and we'll see you, you in five years. One, two weeks. Oh. oh. <laughs> Eric and I one have to go jump on each other's boats. Yeah. And, and look at <laughs> Tom's Facebook pictures. <laughs> we have so much to do tonight. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>